Rare cooperation in central Pennsylvania as area tracks look to crack down on cheating. The High Limit Rulebook is out. We'll tell you uh, what you need to know in there. Plus racing tonight at East Bay and Volusia and a streaming note. Let's go. It's Monday, February 5th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Over in the Dirt Tracker merch shop, I have just three of the alternate logo t-shirts left. They look exactly like the one that I'm wearing right now. Uh, they are all size small, and I've marked them down to just $10. I've also been asked about a fresh round of apparel, some new designs, things like that. And as soon as these shirts are on their way out, we'll start exploring some new offerings. You can grab one of these shirts on sale right now over at shop.dirttracker.com. Uh, there's something we know about dirt racing. It's that cooperation between series or tracks or teams is often very difficult to make happen. There are a few examples around the sport, but for the most part, you can rarely get a group to work together on anything. So I was a bit surprised last Thursday when the announcement came, up, uh, came out about several central Pennsylvania racetracks working together to crack down on doping sprint car tires. According to the release, Williams Grove, Port Royal, Lincoln, and BAPS have all joined together to start combating this this year, this cheating with tires situation. The new policy that they are implementing says that if a team is found to have an illegal tire after lab testing, the team is then on the hook for the cost of the testing. They have to pay back their purse money for the night where they were caught. There's a $2,000 fine that will be levied. Uh, a thousand of that will go to the York County Racing Club Injured Drivers Fund and a thousand to the Eastern Museum of Motor Racing. The team will also lose their points for the event, and they will be suspended for two weeks for events at any of the four racetracks. So if you're busted at Port Royal, you are suspended from Williams Grove, Lincoln, and BAPS, all of them working together. For teams uh, racing sprint cars locally, these are significant penalties, as they should be for cheating infraction as serious as altering tires. And if you, don't what it means, uh, if you don't know what it means to cheat with tires, go watch my video from May of 2023 called Why Dirt Racers Cheat With Tires and How They Do It. I went into an explanation on that show about the process uh, and how guys are able to do this. Uh, and I did that after Roth Motorsports was busted by the outlaws last season, which then led to the suspension of James McFadden. Now, to be clear, policies like we're seeing implemented in central Pennsylvania are only as good as the enforcement around them. So let's hope they take that part seriously as well, because you can say all sorts of things and rules. But if you don't go then follow through on those rules, they don't really matter. And I'm sure I'll get comments on this video about how terrible the testing labs are and how things can be hidden or faked or what about this situation or what about that situation. But we'll leave that discussion for another day and maybe to other people who understand the science behind how all of this works. I think, too, hopefully this leads to more cooperation between the tracks in the area on other things. I know that Jeremy Elliott has been advocating for a more cohesive schedule up there for several years. So maybe this means that these tracks will start working together in, uh, in other areas as well. On some other sprint car rules news, the High Limit Series dropped their 2024 rulebook over the weekend. I think it was actually out yesterday. On a very cursory glance, it seems to be fairly standard across the board. Nothing super crazy in there. There are formats there, you know, how points work, penalties, all that stuff. The car specification rules are basically exactly the same as you will find in, say, the World of Outlaws rulebook. And that is right down to the exact verbiage and the drawings that have been used for many years about car construction. And many of those drawings were created by outlaw officials. And this really jives with the comments that we had heard from World Racing Group CEO Brian Carter during his Sprint Car Unlimited interview a few weeks ago, where he alluded to high limit officials being included in things like safety meetings. 
and that they will continue to be included and be part of the conversation in things that involve the integrity of the sport. I know gasp, cooperation between these two sides, and at least one area that might blow some minds here. One specific section of the rulebook where both sides are in agreement as well is in the fire suppression systems. The Outlaws made these systems mandatory for last year with the All-Stars and then the Midweek High Limit series calling them recommended but not mandatory. The systems continue to be a point of contention for some sprint car teams and drivers, so I do think it's notable that a sprint car series owned here by two drivers has gone ahead and mandated them. I think everyone involved understands that progress needs to be made and how these systems are implemented, but I don't know how you argue against trying to keep drivers from catching fire in the cockpit. But again, this has been a point of contention. A lot of teams, a lot of drivers don't love these systems, have come out against these systems. But I do think it's notable that Kyle Larson, Brad Sweet, owning a series have come out and said and decided that we are going to make these systems mandatory. If you are so inclined, you can actually view the High Limit Rulebook over at HighLimitRacing.com. And if you want to see the World of Outlaws Rulebook, you can find it over at WorldOfOutlaws.com. A down south today, Lucas is scheduled to begin their portion of Winter Nationals at East Bay. This will be the final ever Speed Weeks racing at the Tampa area track as it's set to close after the 2024 racing season. The track was open for practice on Sunday, and it looks like they did get in at least some laps uh, with pretty close to 40 cars participating. My race pass has Jonathan Davenport topping the speed charts. The information looks like it might be a little limited there, so I'm not sure how many sessions they ran. It really only shows the one session, so I'm not sure how uh, correct and accurate that is, but it did show Davenport at the top. We'll have to keep an eye on the weather today around East Bay as there is rain in the Tampa forecast, but it looks like the rest of the week should be uh, good to go if they don't end up racing tonight. Ricky Thornton Jr. leads the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series standings after six races. Hudson O'Neill, Devin Moran, Davenport, and Brandon Shepard complete the top five. Some guys in early holes after these first few events that are 10th or lower in the standings right now include Tyler Erb, Garrett Alberson, Mike Marler, Earl Pearson Jr., and Max Blair. Keep an eye on websites and social media today for any Monday show status updates. If it does happen, uh, you can watch the uh, racing live over on Flow if you are not headed out to the racetrack. And across the state at Volusia, Dirt Car Nationals gets rolling tonight as well with UMP Modifieds on center stage. They'll be the only division on the card tonight with sprint cars not joining officially until Wednesday, although they do have open practice tomorrow night. There's no reason to not expect a big field of mods all week as Volusia routinely draws, you know, near triple digits cars for DCN. Some drivers who have already picked up Florida Modified wins this year include Kyle Strickler, Austin Holcomb, and Lucas Lee. Uh, they've already been uh, racing at places like North Florida and East Bay. Speed Weeks wraps up for the Modifieds this coming Saturday with the Big Gator Championship. Uh, you can tune in to Dirt Car Nationals tonight and all week long over on Dirt Vision. Uh, one other streaming note for you today. Usually when we have a Dirt Vision series and a Flow Racing series at the same track on the same night, we end up with one of those lame streaming nights where you have to kind of flip back and forth between the streaming series to see both sides. Think about like a Let's Race 2 at Eldora where you have the World of Outlaws Sprint Cars and the USAC National Sprint Cars. When the World of Outlaws are on the track, you're on Dirt Vision. And when USAC comes out, then Dirt Vision uh, cuts away to something else. And then you have to flip to flow. But coming up early next week at Volusia, I've been told you won't have that with the USAC Sprint Cars. Flow will still only carry the USAC portion next Monday and Tuesday, but Dirt Vision has been authorized to broadcast the entire night. So if you are a Dirt Vision subscriber, you will not have to play that game. You'll get to see the full show of Dirt Car Sanctioned Lane Models and the USAC National Sprint Cars. The USAC season starts this Friday and Saturday coming up at Ocala. They'll then be at Volusia Monday and Tuesday next week. 
then back to Ocala the following weekend, February 15th through the 17th. Hopefully this isn't the uh, last time we'll have some streaming cooperation in 2024. Uh, that's it for the daily show today. Make sure to hit up the streaming schedule over at dirttracker.com slash watch tonight to see your viewing options for this Monday. Hope you guys have a great day out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. <laughs>